All right. Welcome to this that podcast episode 111 coming to you live from the uh, double brick furnace of a garage slash uh, freezer of a garage slash um, mold infestation station of a garage. Everything's going to be fixed up, bro, but you know what? You're on tradie time. You, you can't be – it's like when you go to Fiji, you're on Fiji time. I remember going to Fiji when I was a kid, and um, we landed in the airport, and it took them 35 minutes to get the bags out. And my old man, like being from Sydney and all that, he's like, uh, what's going on, pal? Stella, uh, can you tell me what's going on? She goes, hey, take it easy. You know, you're on Fiji time now, you know? <laughs> Yee, you're on Fiji time, bro. You know, I don't know if she spoke like that or he, because I saw a few men dressed as women over there with the dresses on, swaying in the wind, sipping on kava, having those dome kind of little Afro haircuts, which is, you know, not racist. That's what they do. I don't know what you'd call it, but it's like a very thickly curled dome, kind of looks like like an old Orthodox Byzantine kind of halo around their head, you know, and they're lovely people. So I loved it, you know, bleached that. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm on. I'm on tradie time at the moment. Got tradies coming into the house to try to fix the house. You got mold coming on this side, mold in the bathroom, mold in the laundry, and no wonder I'm sick all the time. No wonder I'm going to see specialists and doctors. These guys are having a laugh. They're continuously tapping two hundred and sixty to three hundred and thirty dollars, driving a Bentley out of the garage with seventeen hairs left on their head, uh, specialising in the 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 best time ever. This is like the gold rush era for doctors. Right now, if you're a doctor now, you're buying houses on the cliff face of Ben Buckler in Bondi. You're loving life. They're, they're, for you, it's like cash-in time. It's like the people that bought Bitcoin for 52 cents and they bought a 1,000 of them, and when it went up to $100,000, these guys were doing a rack off of porn star's asshole in Monaco. It's just cash-in time, you know what I mean? And I know doctors. I know doctors as well, and they're loving life. They're just like, people are sick, business is good. And it's like, that's the same with lawyers, you know, crime's up, business is good. Um, so, yeah, short and sweet in regards to that. I haven't done a podcast last week because I have been struggling with, uh, I don't know, like whether I'm too paranoid, but I want my voice to be stronger and all of that stuff, and, and it wasn't. It was it was quite um, raspy and, and mangled up for the last few, maybe two months or something like that. I can tell because I go back through the videos and I'm looking back at myself having a nice, clean, flute-like voice, very clarinetty. It was a nice woodwind kind of a voice. See, you can hear that that's more – now I'm getting, I'm getting brass over there. It's more brashy brass now where before it was like a, like a clean, neat flute, something that you could play in the Lord of the Rings kind of a soundtrack with a bunch of dorks from like the <clears throat> Conservatorium of Music in Sydney overlooking the whole city. Yeah, so number one hundred eleven, we've come this far. I just checked on the on the what's it called, bro? The podcast stuff, and we've done two years. So round of applause, <laughs> round of applause to you guys. Built it up. There's a lot of downloaders now. It's getting more and more. The thing about me is like I'm I'm humble like pie. You know what I mean? You can't say I'm not smug. I'm not. I'm shuttled. I'm tanned. I'm not smug. And I'm, and I don't overly promote the podcast as much as I should, even though the, the, there's more gold in this podcast than in the doctor's current, you know, predicament with work. That's why people are sifting through. It's a slow burn by the time I'm, I'm like Jay Z. So I'm looking at a 20 or 30 year career in this thing. It's not a flash in the pan. I'm not Nelly. If you're going to go and take a ride with me, we're free gangers in the back of the Benzie. It's not that. I'm, I'm coming in slow. Like, whatever Jay-Z was saying back in the day. No one knows, but they were. it was a slow burn till he got to New York, concrete jungle where heroes are made of. You know what I mean? It, with that girl, Alicia Keys. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this, bro. But, yeah, I'm glad to be back. I'm going on another holiday tomorrow and just going to enjoy that. Who cares? Sick of it. You know what I mean? Like, I read – I. This is a scary thing. There's a thing called the Academy of Ideas, and a mate of mine sent me some of this. He, he likes to send me this shit, so I don't sleep at night time. But it was <clears throat> Will Society Collapse, I think it was called. Uh, where is it? I'm going to let you guys know so you can get it. Academy of Ideas. Will Civilization Collapse? 
And it says in here, I see in you all the characteristic stigma of decay. I can prove to you that your atheism and your pessimism and your cynicism, your immorality, not getting down here, it's a podcast of comedy, your broken down marriages were characteristic marks of the dying ages of ancient states. Oswald Spengler, the decline of the West. Are we living in the age of civilization collapse? Now, that you can draw like a line here and you're going to get a stark yes on 50% of people and a fervent, you've lost it. No, we're not in another 50% of people. Now, if you go and interview those people, do personality tests on them, and I'm not certified, so don't come at me. If you're going to cut that, go and see Port and Jettison or some other hero over there doing psychologies on the people. The people that say we are declining into civilization collapse, they're what you would call the pessimists, the negatives, the cynics, the jaded folk. Uh, a lot of them are artists, like me. A lot of people, and I'm a bullshit artist, so if that's the category you want to, you know, visual artist, you know, you got audio artist, I don't know what other artist, um, structural artist, I'm, I'm the bullshit artist. You would be more on the, yeah, we're going into collapse, because artists are very perceptive, like wolves looking around left, right, centers, trying to eat mulch, berries, you know, algae, this, that. But the other people, they're the optimistic idiots. They're the ones that actually lead the countries. They're the ones that come up with development of vaccines. They're the ones that jab the subs and we're never healthy again. They're the ones that come up with like, everything's good, man, just relax, keep moving forward. Doesn't matter, 75% divorce rate. Doesn't matter if every girl over there basically looks like Jenna Jamison now with a G-string backwards going into the club and all look like sluts, but they're meant to be treated like ladies. Doesn't matter whether guys are taking more steroids than Arnold Schwarzenegger in their 70s and getting tattoos that are irremovable and regrettable one day and they're just going out there spending all the money they did on plumbing all week on racking alcohol and shouting their mates and seeing who's a hero and sliding into different gangs and stuff until they end up in the slammer. Doesn't matter, bro, whether the light of your years, the 20s to 40s, are spent doing useless shit, hedonism, and doesn't matter any of that, okay? That's the optimism is we're moving forward. We're living life, okay? I'm not on that side. I'm not on the other side, but I'm dumb in the middle, dumb center. You would call me a centrist. And you guys might not. I will slide into the pessimism very easy, and then I'll drag myself back into the optimism and then kind of ride the middle to try to understand a little bit of both because nothing's all black and nothing's all white, unfortunately, in life. It's mostly grey, and you've got to understand that grey. But, and if you can ask, the best way to live your life is to have some type of solid ground to stand upon and that's why people are lost and people have lost it and i named the last two tours predicting this it's like a revelation station i told you guys i'm like nostril damas out here it's people are sliding into the abyss and the darkness because of the lack of solid ground you don't firstly you don't believe in god no one believes in god anymore because they're too good for it you're basically a training accountant or a person that's a you know, a, a plumber and you've got one employee and now all of us in your God. And the, the people that do believe in God are usually poor as anything. They're looking up, they're, please save me, please help me. But the moment you've got 350 grand coming to your account and you're going out to the club and you think that you're, you know, still Sylvester Stallone after the third Rocky came out on the red carpet, then who do you need anymore? You know, you are God in your own head. And the ego takes over. And what do they say? Pride... Pride before the fall or something like that. So <clears throat> this is part of the reason. So one, no one believes in God anymore. Um, uh, people don't even believe in science anymore. So that's that's another another thing. The other thing is people can't trust each other. That's another thing. Thanks to Donald Trump and all these other heroes, the media's fake. Um, which media is made out of people, so people are fake. Um, so you can't trust the internet. People are turning on each other for a sentence that's been made in 1996, um, and then you're getting cancelled left, right, and centre. Andrew Tate's been abolished off the planet of the planet Earth, even though he was just talking about slamming women and you know trying to become a strong man. People have been saying that forever. Listen to rap songs, bro. Why doesn't every rapper get cancelled if you're going to go that way? Okay, rappers are the most misogynistic people I've ever heard of in my life. Just put any rap song on that's come in the last 10 years. Any rap song, I just go. Get a Travis Scott song, that white guy. It's Travis Scott, the whitest name in the world. Get him, put that on. Put a Kanye West song on. Put even um, a Jay-Z song on. Put a Rick Ross song on. Put a Migos song on. 
the Mexican guys, and say what? Well, just just wait three minutes and have a look. Playboy Cardi, the guy said, "I'm gonna slam a bitch. I'm gonna ram a bitch sixteen times in a row." It's drugs, women, misogyny the whole time. Why? What's wrong with this? Like, why is everyone celebrating one thing and then burning the other? See, that's the whole thing. You guys don't know where you are. And I'm not talking about my listeners. My listeners are fantastic because you're listening to, to me who's right in the line looking at things objectively. But even, even I can be pulled into the Playboy Cardi world of absolutely making no sense whatsoever. And this, can, this segment right now, I fucking hope it's making some sense whatsoever because I'm – there, I'm down the rabbit hole right now. I actually don't know. Maybe it was the double shot, you know, <clears throat> coffee from Odyssey that's just buckled me at the moment. But, I mean, saw through the weeds, bro. Saw through the weeds. Sift out the sand. You'll find a couple of gold nuggets in there. I'm not here to do just – I'm not here to do the refining work. I'm not a sugar mill. I'm here with the cane. You get the cane. You take it over. You strip it back or whatever you have to do. Cut it up. Make the sugar yourself, bro. You know, I can't do everything. If I'm going to do everything, it's going to cost a lot of money. All right. I was just looking on the on my phone. If you guys think that what I'm saying is a little bit far away from the reality of it, I don't follow no one on Instagram. I've had a couple of um, mates that I would say uh, have sent me some questionable material on Instagram that I've opened up, like some of these girls that are between the ages of 19 and 35 maybe, you know what I mean, where they retain their looks, you know, because let's be honest, after 35 girls, it's all downhill, right, for guys and girls. So if you're going to cut that, I'm not being sexist at all, but I'm saying women, you know, I mean, the sun beats you down, gravity will hold you down, it's all. Like uh, I told you in a couple of episodes ago that God's going to turn everyone into trans anyway. He'll do, he does, God's the, the, the surgeon. He will throw tits on a bloke. He'll throw a beard on a woman. You get that little Elvis haircut going on the woman like my grandparents, my aunties. They've all got the little Elvis haircut. They're all like my, my haircut by the end of it. And they get thicker from the side. There's a lot of arterial thickening, um, years of eating like, you know, refined meats and, and cheeses and, and fried food. For years, you can get away with it for a while. You know, you can have your the odd... What are those bowls called? Pokey bowls and all of that stuff. But as you get into your 30s and your energy wanes and you can't be bothered doing anything, you're starting hocking down a few KFC meals and then you turn to the side and you look like a box that's been shipped by DHL. DHL. So DHL. DHL. So I'll cut that, make sure that flows nice and smooth. And I now, on the Explore page, because I don't, fo- I don't follow, follow Audi only, I'm going to go onto the Explore page now and have a look. All right, so I've got, what's his bloke's name? Prince Harry. Next to him, a little machine. Some little machine just standing there, and I'm zooming. I'm zooming like every bloke would. Uh, I'm zooming in, yep. You know, certified machine. Now, have a look at this one. Have a look at that. Can you see that? There's a woman. uh, She's got tattoos on every limb of her uh, body, uh, basically her entire outline of her box is showing. Um, Jesus Christ. I mean, why? She looks like like a pretzel. She's got her legs behind her head. She's stretching it. Stretch before every meal, it says. You're, you're not doing that. You're not showing us your flexibility. You're showing us that you need um, people to look at those regions. That's that's what you want more clicks. You want blokes to be uh, zooming in on those certain, which is what every bloke does. That's the thing about us blokes. We can't like not see it. It's mental. My mate told me today, he goes, bro, I just want to do a spring clean on my Instagram. I want to get rid of this. I want to get rid of that. I can't look at these girls that come up. I mean, he said girls for lack of better words. He was going to say something else. But I said, yeah, get rid of them, bro. Just follow no one, you know, and just you do yourself and, and focus on your business. He goes, yeah, I know. But then I, I see a photo come up and I zoom in and he goes, my head's gone. So I just keep it. And that's the thing with us blokes. We, we can't not look. And women – Women, and I'm speaking to those type of women, so don't get cut because there's beautiful women that follow my podcast and listen, and they're not of that cloth whatsoever, the gang of cloth. But there's women out there that will, if, if Instagram allowed it, would put a Coke bottle up their ass in front of people. 
They would. They go on OnlyFans to do that shit. But these ones are doing that just with a very thin layer of polyester over the top. And that, for me as a bloke with a daughter and a wife, shits me. Don't know why, bro. It's like, you do you, not a problem. But it shits me that it's coming up into my feed. It shits me that, like I'm putting not interested in that corner, not interested. It is still coming up. Because even Instagram knows, the AI knows, you are interested. You're definitely interested, bro. If you weren't interested, why'd you zoom? You know? Why'd you have a look in? You know, why are you zooming everywhere from feet all the way to face? And they, they're capitalizing on that. So if, you, if there's girls out there that are saying guys are the worst, they're not. We're about exactly the same. Guys are catastrophe in many ways. Girls are catastrophe in many ways. And I'm not talking about, again, the listeners of the podcast. I'm talking about some of these people that are monopolizing on the sexual thing. They're out there. They're making sure that everyone gets clicks. And then you get people that will work their ass off. He's got 340 followers on his page. And you can see what he's doing in life. He might be a fantastic builder, a fantastic comedian. Some people have got some real insightful shit. And they've, and they've got 315. This one over here, she's getting sent packages from Freedom Furniture. She's got 750,000 followers. And she's renting a two-bedroom apartment with her pimping the Gold Coast. I mean, it's not that it's unfair, it is what it is, and it's catastrophe. that's all I'm saying. So I know there's going to be a couple of people that don't agree with that. Who cares? Who cares what you think, bro? You're part of the problem. All right, the other 98% is going to agree. All right, so I'm going to crack on, let's do an ad, then we'll do some questions. I need a coffee and I want a boutique I'm not gonna go and get one from VP or Caltex, you freak Odyssey Odyssey coffee, bro The brainchild of the three legends, Matty, Tim and Jim and Terry, sorry Matty, Tim and Jerry, I was gonna say uh, down from the Mornington Peninsula, guys. Go on and save 10% on odysseycoffee.com.au. You can email them if you want a bigger quantity, admin at odysseycoffee.com.au. Odyssey is O-D-Y-S-S-E-Y. Um, listen, man, decadent hot chocolate, some of the best. I drink now. I don't go to baristas to make my coffee. I make my coffee at home. I am the barrister. Odyssey Coffee has given me a machine. I'm not going to give you a machine. So I've got two machines in the house my missus and the coffee machine. And I'm, and I'm drilling both those machines, using both those machines, all right, delicately. Um, but I make the missus a little coffee in the morning. She loves it. She loses it. I this morning made a little soy latte, steaming the milk. Flickering, frothing it up. I told you when I open up a coffee shop, it's going to be called Frothing On Ya with a picture of a woman at the front. Just to include them, okay? There's a guy as well in the picture. Um, so this coffee is reimagined from the grounds up. Get in touch, odysseycoffee.com.au. Mention Vlad, support the supporters that support the podcast. It's not that hard, bro. You get in touch with them and they send you a box of the best coffee you can try, uh, ground or just beans, whatever you want. They sell different stuff on the on their website, odysseycoffee.com.au. Mention Vlad to get yourself a discount. Go and support the supporters that support the podcast. Much love, Odyssey Coffee. All right. Fab, happy Thursday. Bruce, super convenience. So I just had one of these for the first time today. <laughs> I can't believe it Bull. didn't occur to me that this is like the ones in the glass bottles. It's yeah. just the syrup. It's not fizzy. It is the original Thai one, which is pretty cool. Good luck to Dan after drinking one of those Thai uh, the- Red Bulls, bro. Dion from Bruce Super Convenience is the number one Aussie snack plug, bro. The US food specialist. The juicy stuff is in all their stories. They've got 16,000 followers on Instagram. Go to Bruce Super C on Instagram. But their website for buying all the chockies, munchies, drinks, chips, and all that stuff, brucesuper.com.au. brucesuper.com.au. He's throwing in 10% off for the code VLAD, and he's going to give you extras on top of that code VLAD. So it's your stuff plus 10% off plus extras from them. Uh, courtesy of Bruce Super Convenience down in Canberra, shipping around the whole Australia. He's got new Mountain Dew out this week. Violet He's got, Crumble. All right, stop it, bro. New Raspberry <clears throat> Violet Crumble Twist. Uh, his favorite chocolate of all time, which he did a review of, which is the Toblerone Orange, has come out, which is a, a great thing. I think I'm going to get some of those ones coming up next week. He gets truckloads, pallet loads. He's got ghost energy drinks. He's got those Red Bull syrup ones. Right. Well, what can't you think of? 
you know, if you can't think of anything, go to Bruce Super, you'll see that he's got it all. So Bruce Super Convenience, make sure you enter the code VLAD, get yourself 10% off. If you're from the Canberra tri-state area, go out and see Dion in Bruce, which is the area, and the shop's called Bruce Super Convenience. www.brucesuper.com.au, Vlad, the code 10% off, plus more. Wrap and support the supporters that support the podcast. Yeah. Get myself a toy, bro. Angel Grove, Toys Collectibles, Toys Collectibles. Fucking Toys Collectibles. Angel Grove Toys and Collectibles, 10% off for the world. Vlad, the code Vlad, sorry, official Bam Presto Partners. They are a collectibles and toys company coming out of Melbourne, Passion Project, fantastic amount of original stuff. Hasbro is the company that does the best, <coughs> sorry, Bam Presto is the, the company that does all the figurines and they are an official Bam Presto partner. You've got a lot of Power Rangers stuff. Go onto their website, Angel Grove Collectibles, angelgrovecollectibles.com. Power Ranger stuff, <clears throat> Star Wars stuff, Pokemon um, boxes, cards, um, Sword and Shield, Radiance Elite Trainer Box, um, new arrivals in the TMNT, or oh, this one's sick, Playmates Classic Collection, Toon Turtles, the Ninja Turtles. I like this one. Oh, that's my favorite one, the Toon Turtles. Remember the show, the Ninja Turtles, that after school used to eat that and have a grilled cheese sandwich on white sun-blessed bread? And then I wonder why my tits were jiggling. Go to angelgrovecollectibles.com. Get yourself 10% off for the code, Vlad. They got the Ninja Turtles, as I said. Um, what else new do they have? Well, Ninja Turtles versus uh, Cobra Kai. That's pretty sick. Star Wars, new arrivals in Star Wars. There's a Darth Vader there. Got to get that. I just started the new Star Wars series. Marvel, new arrivals in Marvels, new arrivals in Demon Slayer. Naruto, my hero. Angel Grove Collectibles, bro. That's all you need to know. 10% off for the code Vlad. Support the supporters that support the podcast. We're back. It's a nice little checkered jacket, bro. Looking very, very uh, urbane and sophisticated, even though I haven't gone to university or studied anything in my life, apart from self-help and uh, things that I obsess over. I study them more than a, the professor would. All right, here's some questions, bro. Question for Vlad. Left Terry, 1998. How should I handle people I thought were my friends but turned out to be Malakia? Fuck, yeah. Lefteri, all right, how should I handle people I thought were my friends but turned out to be my luckers? All right, your name is Left, whatever your name is, 1998, which in my book makes you uh, 24 years old. And um, let me tell you, bro, at that that point in time, uh, that's a lot when the scales start falling off thy eyes where the perception becomes a little bit more wolf-like. Like, it's going to happen more and more as you get older and wiser, but... I remember 24, a lot of a lot of my mates that I thought were mates, they turned out to be catastrophes or as you call them, malakas. So it's like, how do I handle people I thought were? You don't handle them. Walk away. Move on. As hard as that is, move on, bro. You've got, you've got never claw, try to claw things back that don't want to be near you. And if they're being a malaka, it's a reflection, firstly, of who they are. So you don't be a malaka back because then you then put death karma on your shoulders. You don't need that. So you can, like, you know, have a go at them, like have a bit of a laugh or tease them and say, you're nowhere, bro, you're nigged there, catastrophe, and move and leave and move on with your life and get on with it because time is finite. You don't know whether you're going to live till you're 90 or fucking 29. You don't know, bro. So it's like, hey, could you imagine, this is the one thing that pisses me off about myself. When I do shit that I don't want to do because I'm a bit too agreeable at times and I don't want to upset people and I don't want to upset, but I go against my gut intuition and against my, my even my, my clear kind of mind, uh, that doesn't make sense, but my, my, my decision not to do something, if I go against that, then instantly I regret it. And then if shit goes like you're sick in bed for a week or whatever, you will never look back on those times and be grateful for them because you'd be like, I was hanging out with like people that don't like me, don't respect me, for example, or they're not my mates, they're, they shit on me or they're jealous of me or um, some people tr try to hurt you or harm you or maim you or fucking who knows what, bro. 
They, you know, my father-in-law told me that one of his mates ashed durries into his drink on purpose and made him scullet, and then the guy was like still driving home, driving home, swerving all over the roads of Macedonia. You know, he got home in one piece, but he was finished. He was in bed for forty-eight hours. He goes, "I know the prick that did it. I know that prick." He goes, "A, a woman told me she was watching him. He was ashing, and then when I came along." I ended up drinking it, and he goes, I got blasted out of my head. I go, are you sure you just didn't drink a litre of rakia in some village, at some village party? He goes, no, 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 bro, it was this bloke. He goes, I know he was a prick back then, he's still a prick now. He's 30,000 k's away, but apparently still a prick. So you know what I mean? Like, if you hang around people that are not your mates, you're going to grow resentful towards these people anyway, and there's gonna it's going to end badly for everyone. So it's more or less... When, you, when they turn out to be malakas, fucking great, dude. That's like a weight off your shoulder. You're never going to see it like that. But I'm telling you, in a, like in hindsight, you've got to get over that hurdle now. It's going to be irritating for a while, this, that. You might not have as many friends, whatever, bro. Like you, you, you sort them out and you have actually – you're better off – like by the time you're 30, bro, and you're going to play this back when you're 30 in, in eight years' time or whatever – Play it back. You're going to have a maximum of five people, and there's my hand there, five people maximum, which are your close mates. If you've got less, you're in a better situation. But close mates, you're going to have between two and five, and that's it. And then as you get over 40, you're probably going to have just two. And that's all you can handle because for you, you cut off everything that doesn't work because you can't survive it. If you're some guy in your in – your th- or I understand in my 20s. Up until I was 30 years old, I had maybe 20 mates. 15 to 20. And then after 30, between 30 and 40, say, in that range, you, you goes from 15 to 5. And then after 40, you probably have between 2 and 5 that are like close, close mates. Of course, you play golf with some people, you go to tennis or you visit your cousins, and then they're not really your mates. These people are just there. And But I'm talking about close. They chat all the time. You rely upon each other. You go to – you see each other for therapy almost, emotional therapy, this, that which for a lot of people just means having nine, you know, great Northerns at the pub. But you're going to have only a couple that you can rely on. So don't, don't even be cut about it, bro. That's, that's all I think. People are who they are. Now, to them, they can't hack you, so you don't suit them, which is great. That's awesome because just say this person is a malaka, some catastrophe of a person, some guy called Theo Fuckinopoulos. If he is a malaka, good, bro. Let him be a malaka. Let him learn his own lesson. But don't go drag down through the hell with the heathens. Let them go, you know. I'm presuming you're not a malaka, left there in 1998. You've got some, at least some self-awareness to type this message, you know what I mean? So maybe just flick them out of your life and see how your life goes. Start pursuing shit that you love, bro. Do things that you enjoy. With some reasonable people around you. You don't need much, man. Less baggage, bro. Travel light, baby. It's easy. Travel light. Oh, travel light, I said. All right. Yeah, so that, as I was saying, I remember once some witch doctor of a lady that lives in Wollongong told me, I said that a couple of them, my mates at this point years ago, years ago, um, were just like just going down the wrong path and I was getting nothing but like bad shit every time I was with them. She goes, just stop hanging out with them. Stop hanging out with them. Don't call, and they'll stop calling. You, you'll realize they'll they'll drop off. You know, they'll just like leaves off an old tree in, in autumn. It just goes. So, and and that's good for the tree. It regenerates. It can't. The tree can't be healthy if it holds on to every leaf. The leaves have got to go. It's got to drop. The wind's got to sweep them away. It creates mulch for the ground, which keeps the ground going. The le- the tree becomes nice and light during winter when it's cold. When it can't have that many spring, it keeps and blossoms again. And then in summertime, it gives its color. It's beautiful for the trees, for the birds, for the bees. Bang, wrapping, stitching, plugging. Come to autumn, gone. Gone again. So that's not to say, don't get it twisted to say that never have anyone around you because then you become a recluse tortoise kind of a person and no one can connect with you and hang out with you. And when she hits the fan, you need people. That's the thing in life. You need people, but you don't need catastrophes. You're rather alone than to be with five catastrophes. That's for sure. Because as they say in the Bible, Jesus or Mark or Derek or whoever said it, but he was like, better to eat alone than with a contentious woman. Now he's talking about you know going home and having, you know, a lean cuisine with some bitch that wants to fight, you know, or some dickhead of a bloke that wants to drink and be an asshole. It's the same thing for the women. Don't hang around with a idiot of a bloke. Better to eat alone. 
Yeah. And so I'm trying to balance the scales on that side saying it's for every individual. It's got nothing to do with gender. So don't cut that. All right, brother. I hope that made some sense. It made some sense to me. Rap. All right. Question for Vlad. Let's have a look. Can you tell us some more stories about the Barina days? All right. Matthew Russo, can you tell us a bit more about some of the stories in the Barina? Now, I told you guys, I had a Barina back in the day. This was, I'm writing a, a, a series now. It's called Immaculagent, right? Now, I'm going to give you guys the thesis. Um, they say not to give it, but then I listened to Connor McMuffin and Kobe Bryant's and um, I don't know, Anthony Robbins and whoever's, I don't know who has, who said it, but it's like, speak it into existence. I don't know, Gary Canavee, maybe one of these heroes, right? That, that have just got trillions of dollars, but they're still bored walking around New York City filming themselves. They, they, they don't want to go and do something else. They have to be on camera, even though they've got more money than God. So I'm writing a series called Immaculate, and the first season is basically the season of the Barina and the V.O. Calais. So I had a VL Calais first and then it got stolen and then I had a, a Barina and I smashed that up. I wrote that off. So everything I touched just is just smashed up. Everything just from life to, to, to morals to brain, everything's gone. So this is catastrophe days. I'm talking about when I was between 17 to about 20... 24, 5, and then I kind of just reined it in a little bit, reined it in. But those those seven years, I'm not looking forward to my son being those years because he's got the DNA, he's got the genetics, it's going to unravel, it's going to come out. I'm going to probably have to shave my head and turn to Islam or Buddhism, up to you, up to them, and, you know, deal with this shit because it's not an easy time. I remember my dad once took the keys to the car, deflated every single one of the tires, and then put the keys back inside of the house, and when I went outside, when I started to drive the Ville Calais down the street, I thought I was on a horse and carriage down in 1810 in old Sydney town. I was like, I was that much of a scattered moron that when I got to the car, I didn't even realise that I was three inches shorter. I just bent down, nearly put a sciatica into my lower back trying to jump in it, and the car ended up like jumping up and down. I'm like, what's going on? I pulled over, I go, oh, there's a flat tire here. Oh, there's another flat tire. Oh, there's another flat tire. Oh, shit. Someone stabbed my tires. But I wasn't stabbed. It was my old man. My old man deflated all my tires. So that was like VL slash Barina days. But I don't know, bro. I told you, I think last time I smashed the Barina into the head on with someone. He, he's the one that turned in front of me. But he said that I was going too fast anyhow. He reckons that I was going too fast. I wasn't going too fast. I was doing maybe, you know, 60. I don't know. Maybe it was a 60 zone. Maybe it was a 50 zone. Who knows? You know, I'm not going to incriminate myself now for a retrospective, you know, issue. So it was vague. I, was, I wasn't going quick. Um, the other Barina stories, I remember I used to park illegally continuously uh, and the car was covered in, in, in uh, what's it called, the company stickers and stuff like that. Uh, always be getting calls from my boss at that point saying, why is the car parked in a no-stopping zone in Bright and Sands? Now, I'm with my girlfriend at that time eating like ice, something from the ice creamery, laying on the sand, trying to, you know what, um, not sex, all right, but other things, gripping, groveling, grommeting, all of that stuff. But I used to get calls, move it out of the no-stopping zone, it's going to get towed, you moron. And I was just a like, I don't know whether, whether guys were more like that back in the 90s, bro, like 2000s. This was like early 2000s. I don't know whether it was just me. But, yeah, out of control. I'm st- I, I look back with – it's like I don't regret it because I've got something to talk about, like it, people over here losing it, laughing because my life's a joke and I've had to tell the story. But at the same time, it wasn't an easy trot. Not an easy trot, bro. I've had other people that used to go to Wollongong Uni turned that in, turned out into you know lawyers and hanging around driving an Audi TTRS at the age of twenty eight. I was driving around in a Hyundai Iload, you know, with with timber stakes sliding side to side, putting up for, for lease signs. It's a different trot, but in the end, you know, worked out all right, bro. Worked out great, to be honest. Pop this jacket off now. Yeah, look at the traps, bro. Yeah, I'm putting these up on the internet now as well, so I'm enjoying. 
having um, a building up a little fan base on Insta on YouTube, I'm gonna get to a hundred thousand, bro. I'm gonna get to a hundred thousand. Hopefully, I can make you know two hundred forty bucks a year off off it, which is exciting. It's something inspiring to look forward to. Another one for the Barina. Once I drove about two and a half kilometers in reverse um, down a street, I dropped off my mate, and just as a joke. I drove up his street, which is a very steep street, on the on the on the left lane where you drive normally in Australia. You, you drive in the left side, but I drove reverse up the hill because there was a manual, and I was pretty good driver. I'm a pretty good driver, so I've gone up and then came to a T intersection, and he's watching at the front. But because I'm going reverse, I can see him clearly at the front uh, at the, the the windscreen. He's laughing. There's no phones back then because then you would have been filming it and putting it up onto Worldstar or Instagram or whatever. He's just watching and like laughing, shaking his head, slapping his knees. And then I put the blinker on and I did it mirror. So I knew I was turning left. I put the right blinker on. And then I just crunched it and continued driving down the next intersection in reverse. But because I was such a snapped idiot, I just kept going down this street. I reckon for another kilometer. It's a long, long street. I just kept going. It's like a semi, and there's people beeping the horn, people at the front of their houses. It's like 7 p.m. when it was getting dark in summer. People are looking at us. You know, he's putting tomato steaks into the floor to try to keep his trees straight and have his family grow up in a nice home. He sees this mongoloid of a person driving in reverse at 40 k's an hour down his street. I mean, I gave someone a story forever with that. That's another thing. What else did I used to do, bro? Like, I did burnouts, like when it was a little bit wet, just generally a a questionable figure, you know what I mean? And and nothing, I'm not going out and robbing banks and doing anything crazy or bashing people or running people over. I wasn't doing anything like that. I was just doing dumb, funny shit. I was just a funny idiot, handbrake jobs, come around the corner, little handbrake job. I wasn't risking the lives of people. I was just kind of trying to keep it neat, keep it funny. And uh, I kind of do the same thing now, just but in an Audi. And the Audi's stopping me because the handbrake's not even real. It's a fake little button of a handbrake. And there's fucking Audi sensors all over the car. As soon as one little wheel slips, this thing pulls over and, and tightens my seatbelt. It cares for my life more than I care for my life, which is a little bit irritating, to be honest. All right, so that's it, brother. I'll think of some more for the live stand-up show. Good question for Vlad. Take off builders. When your kids get older, how free will they be? Does it depend on male or female? I think that's M slash F, or is you talk about motherfucker? Um, when your kids get older, how how free will they be? Uh, again, like earlier in the podcast, I was talking about uh, the pessimistic, optimistic, delusional, um, <clears throat> delusional, skeptical side of the spectrum of the of the brain. I'm more on the skeptical side, uh, definitely, but then I'm trying to I, – I forcefully put myself – try to balance myself into the optimism because I'm a father now. And then you, you can't go home hanging your head down like some freak in front of your kids because they'll dislike you. You're a drag. So, I mean, to anyone that's like that at home, don't present – uh, a perspective future like that in front of your children. They don't, they're not going to like you, and you're going to create some uh, your monster energy drink, um, dairy smoking kids. You don't want that, all right. You want you want someone that's got like some strength and and and, and um, a resilience and things like an optimism and yeah, a little bit of pessimism for sure. You can't be too optimistic. You know, you go try to go and pat a, a, a grizzly bear in the forest, and then he's going to devour you like some cheesecake that you would get in Hawaii somewhere. So you've, you've got to also have that street sense about you for sure. Not too much street sense to the point where you throw books into the fireplace to start it. Again, not too much book sense where you can't even cross the road without getting smudged by a Mack truck. So I would say, will, how free will they be? Uh, do you want me to take a guess? Um, I think the next 20 to 50. I think the next fifty years are gonna be. <laughs> I think the next fifty years are gonna be catastrophic, bro. Um, with the climate catastrophe that's happening at the moment, um, 
you know, like I don't know whether to believe it's not real or real, but uh, and a lot of people that study it and that dedicated their lives to it, they believe it's it's somewhat real. That's pretty real. Um, they're trying to change everything to electric, uh, solar powered. This is going to be tough. There's going to be shortages on food and things like that. There's wars going on. It's look, human beings don't learn from their mistakes forever. It's continuous. Like if you think Nazi Germany was 80 years ago and prior to that there was people severing heads. You know, if you're a witch, you were getting thrown into a lake uh, because you, you know, you told someone the star signs you read in the Daily Telegraph back in the 1600s, the Middle Ages, and you get thrown in a lake and dragged to the bottom. It's it's wild that human beings are continuously oppressing each other. We live through the best time. We've lived like from 1960, 50, 60, when the hippies came out and fucked each other in the fields and destroyed any type of monogamy whatsoever. Those from there until now has probably been the best time. Not till now, but maybe till five years ago was probably the best time. Up until 2012, 13, 14, you know, if you're born after that, you don't know no better. But I can see that. I can see the sadness in the youth's face in some of them when they talk to me. The young, young ones, they're right. Like the, if I'm talking to a 12 year old, they don't give a shit, doesn't know about anything. He's trying to play COD. Um, but then the ones in their twenties that are trying to pick each other up or have a girlfriend, they're finding it very difficult, bro. So they're free to a sense, but things are getting more and more constrictive. You saw what happened during the COVID catastrophe. I don't even want to say that because they're going to put like, these guys scanned my entire one hour of chatting just to find that one fucking word, bro. I mean, how depressed can you be? Spotify or all of these other heathens that doth roam the earth. They're out here just scanning everything, bro. Just stop scan yourself, bro. You, you know where. You're rich and you know where. But I would say, um, bro, what are you going to do? Like, they're going to chip you up. They're monitoring what you do, when you do it, how you do it. Um, it's a global kind of agenda that's going on because everyone's got to pull together in the same way for the climate. Um, now, any type of storm is going to be used against you. Any heat wave is going to be used against us. Um, it might be true. It might not be. Who knows? Time will tell, bro. Um, stranger things have happened. Uh, but I think the strangest times are ahead of us. They're ahead of us. You can see now that people are saying there's 70, 78 genders and then people are believing it. And um, you can't even say that because then you get clouded as a person that wants to oppress people when you're just in a leaky garage talking to a microphone by yourself next to a neon sign with some fake stars behind you. People are going, this guy's an oppressive person because he doesn't believe that uh, – he doesn't, he doesn't not believe science, you know? So it's – 10 years ago, if you weren't believing science, you, you're some Christian um, psychopath, right-wing idiot, and now if you go, no – I'm believing the science. They go, oh, bigot, you're a moron. You've you got to be silenced. And you're like, I don't know where to stand, bro. You're moving the goalpost 15 fucking times. I've had the best strike to the middle of the goals, and you've moved it now. The goalposts on the side where the, where the people are. The goalposts are next to the fucking hot dog stand now. What am I supposed to do, continue moving it around for you guys? There's no solid ground. I opened the podcast with this. This podcast is going to be called Insanity. It is what it is. I'm paddling through this mire and muck and mud out here. Trying to find a river to lick. Trying to find something to optimize my brain, bro. And you guys are probably doing the exact same thing. That's why you should come to the show, the River Licker in Sydney, which is 50% sold out now. <clears throat> it's just a little secret encore show. And some new stuff. A lot of this stuff might get deeper into thinking, bro. Why not? Like, you, you just rip into as much as I can in the hilarity side of things, and then all of a sudden he's like Vladis Doddle out here with a with the philosophic philos- – I wanted to say something stationed, but – philosophies bro take off i don't know i don't know no one knows you know it's all up to us it's up to you bro so you lead from the front you you have got a microcosm in your family unit try your best to keep the children if you see something crazy happening like the the examples i just gave you you can be a cat if you want you can't be a cat you can't be a cat if you're Son wants to be a cat, just say, you cannot be a cat. That's it. That's all you have to say. If he persists and goes, then you put like a painting tray filled with like kitty litter for him to shit in and you put him in the laundry at the back. A bowl of milk, a bowl of whiskers. Rip him, brother. Fill your little cat boots. 
Go out there. Scratch the, the screen door in the morning when you're hungry. Let's see how long that lasts. One week, two weeks, a cold snap, dad, I'm sorry about it. Oh, I don't know what's wrong with me. Maybe we should go and see someone about this. It's like, I mean, that's what I do with my kids. Like my kid's five and when she starts talking shit, I go all the way with her. I go with her. Yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. She goes, I don't want to do that anymore. That's a trick, bro. It's a reverse psychology. You go, go, it's not actually. It's positive. So, no, it's not reverse. It's forward fucking psychology. You go all the way with them. It's like your son wants to smoke durries. You buy 15 packets and you smoke with him constantly, constantly, constantly. This guy goes, it's not cool anymore. This is shit. They want to, everyone wants to go contra, you know, in the de- developmental years. Again, between 17 and 24. That's when, when these people that shouldn't be yapping too much on the internet are the loudest motherfuckers on the internet. They're the ones that are out here trying to change the world, bro. You don't know how to do a load of washing with your bonds undies. You don't know where the softener goes. You don't know where the detergent goes. You don't know how to pull it out. You don't know what cycle to put it on. So it's, I don't know, has this got to freedom? This episode's called Insanity, though. I, I, I don't know, don't care. So here we go. Um, is it going to be free? No. They're not going to be free unless some major changes happen. But in the current course that we're going, less freedom. Current course, more monitoring, more nanny state, more police state, more, what do they call it, marginalisation. Sorry. You know, that's, that's the current way we're going. I mean, you can show me, show me, prove to me, or the, the, the severe optimist prove to me how it's otherwise. You're telling me it's easy to do something these days or go somewhere these days? Things are trickier. Things are getting trickier. All right? So it's going to be, I think, trickier for some time. All right. Right. Uh, Tips for staying in Mac. All right. Tips for staying in Mac and avoiding catastrophes, catastrophes, when life throws a spanner in the works. Tips for staying in Mac. I don't come up with any of these, bro. Just to let you guys know, I'm trying to read uh, people that have come before me that are far more educated, far more um, mature and wiser and well-rounded and balanced people. For me, like it's been, it's been tough. You know, I told you, I'm spontaneous. I'm uh, what's it called? I'm impulsive. These are all the downsides of me as well. But at the same time, I'm I'm kind of insightful at the same time trying to learn some shit. Like for me, every day is a school day. The best thing that my mate Brad Hartley said, who's probably not listening to this, but you should be. He's an Iron Man. He's done like seven Iron Man. The guy's an absolute beast. He's been through some very tough shit in his life. And this bloke, um, <clears throat> I'm not going to tell his personal story, but he's had loss in his life and uh, he transformed that loss into a power. He... Um, Obviously, he got married, had two children. He's a, he was a fireman, tradie, good bloke, general good bloke. But at the same time, he he transformed his like maybe pain and whatever <clears throat> that he's gone through emotionally into something that grounded him, that made him a bit of a beast in in life. And he's a, he's like a physical beast, and obviously his mind's got like he's got mental fortitude now because of all the training that he put himself through. That's a good way, bro. Like go training training and doing hard tasks is a good way because we have the easiest life that anyone has ever had before. And it has done nothing for us except for weaken our soul, our spirit, our brains. We're weaker, we're more anxious, more depressed than any other person that's ever happened. The best thing is that if my dad wasn't kicking me in the ribs to get me out of bed, who knows where he would even be here anymore. It's like this guy kind of stepped in and said, don't be a moron and a loser, dude. You've got to get up. You've got to work hard. You've got to do this. And it was instilled in me by default from him. So it's like more, 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 more. When I was in a band, I wrote over a thousand songs. If I open up the, I've only released about 20, but if I open up the laptop and have a look, they're not all finished, but there's concepts there, verses, choruses of, of, of three minute songs. Thousands, over a thousand. That takes a lot of time, bro. Like I pull myself through hell to do that. Go into the fire. You have to do that. What do they say? I mean, you, 
irons made him fire or some shit like that. I know iron sharpens iron. I get that one, but it's like, you know, it's made in fire as well. So the tips to stay Mac and avoid staying in Mac and avoiding catastrophes when life throws a spanner. Yeah, so when life throws a spanner, which is going to throw every single one of us, uh, it's better to have uh, you been uh, like working on the preparation to those things prior because the scary thing is when when some bad shit happens, which it does, can catch us off guard and buckle us. And that you, sometimes you can't prepare at all. So um, that's why they have faith, bro. That's why people have faith because you can't uh, sometimes prepare for certain things that happen in your life. So I don't know. I don't have the answers to this. It's a tough, tough question, bro. Uh, try your best to to strengthen yourself in in all spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally, and all of that stuff. Familiarly, does that is that a word? families, socially, and all of that stuff. Try to strengthen these units. And then when shit hits the fan um, and spanners get thrown in the works, you've got some a contingency plan in place that softens the blow. But I don't know whether we're going to ever get it right because, you know, there's people that prepare for everything. And then Jay-Z was a billionaire and he ended up pashing some women and getting caught and bashed up in an elevator by his sister-in-law and then – for payback, uh, Beyonce wrote a number one smash hit album where 12 songs in a row were basically threatening Jay-Z, his entire existence, the children's, the, the house, the money that he's made, everything in a song while singing it. You know, you're not a man, I'll take everything, I will pull you down a road behind the car. And he's in the, in the studio going, yeah, <laughs> shit. You know, that, that, who prepared him for that? He didn't know what to do. He had to release an album of apologies. I'm sorry, then I'm, yeah, 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 I don't deserve you. I don't deserve you. I don't deserve all the paintings that I bought for two million. I need you. I love you. And all of that, please don't take me to the cleaners. You just don't know. Oh, it's like fate. Um, pray. Have some humility. Look up. Pray. And and try to keep shit strong around you as much as you can. Don't give up. Great song by Kate Bush and uh, Peter Gabriel. Don't give up. Sounds like Susie singing. You still have friends. All right. Thanks, brother. Metropolitan stone, the only stone in the world When you're gonna change your kitchen, laundry, bench tops and shit A built-in and shit Throw a cupboard in and shit Matthew Freas at Metropolitan Stone in Victoria is the king of kitchens, laundries, bathrooms, TV units, wardrobes, built-ins bench top changeovers, all of the stuff when it comes to cabinet making, 30 years of experience, family-run business. The director, Matt, <clears throat> can be contacted on 0425797488, 0425797488, or go on their website, metropolitanstone.com.au. There's no discount codes on this, but if you mention Vlad, you're going to get a better deal. All right, so make sure you get in touch with them when you're doing any type of changeovers. Renovate your grandmother's house a little bit, your tight ass, and get Matthew in there from Metropolitan Stone to give a little changeover and a little hand with uh, doing everything uh, nice and smoothly and quality and family, support the people that support the podcast instead of going over and getting cheap shit done and then regretting it in three years' time where you have to do it again. So these guys are based in Geelong and East Keylor, and they do the entire Victoria, servicing most of Victoria. So make sure that you get in contact with metropolitanstone.com.au or 0425797488. Please get in touch. Mention that you heard it on the This That podcast. Get your whatever you want, kitchens, laundries, bathrooms, TVs and shit. Support the supporters. Support the podcast. If you've got a business, gotta keep it safe. Keep the trolls and the hacker and these Russian guys away. You need Not all the Russians, I just meant the hackers. Virtuosa is helping businesses balance productivity and cybersecurity, which is very important. You saw what happened to Optus, bro. If Virtuosa had these guys covered, they wouldn't have had the problem of leaking all the different porno sites that everyone's going on Optus. Shit, I'm on Optus. 
Virtuosis are a family-owned Perth-based IT company that specialises in Microsoft and cybersecurity for businesses around the entire Australia, bro. Their mission is to empower the staff and make them work securely from around the world. They also offer a range of tailored support options for businesses, allowing you, the client, to make your own managed IT service. So you pick and choose what you need so you don't get slumped and smacked in the mouth with a huge bill. Whether you just want a company to monitor your cybersecurity and backups, which is what you need, back it up, uh, improve your business processes using tech, or just another IT provider and you're sick of your bloke, all right? Some geeky little dweeb with four glasses. Check him out on the website, www.virtuosis, and that's V-I-R-T-U-O-S-Y-S.com.au, V-I-R-T-U-O-S-Y-S.com.au. Uh, you can email e- email them, <coughs> disdat, D-I-S-D-A-T, at virtuosis.com.au. They will look after you on the price. Of course, they'll look after you on the price. Virtuosis are supporters of the podcast for a long time. Make sure you go and support the supporters that support the podcast. Orange lane on green. Better. Lawyers specializing in property law and conveyancing out in Victoria can do the entire Victoria remotely, or you can go to their office in Essendon. Chartered accountants, the mortgage brokers, all under the one roof, the one-stop shop, bro. Lawyers, chartered accountants, mortgage brokers. Located in Essendon on Mount Alexander Road. Free contract reviews for the Vladiators. Before signing a contract, don't sign that contract until it's reviewed by Kenny and the boys at Orange Legal Group. That's what you need. You get in touch with them at orangelegalgroup.com.au, orangelegalgroup.com.au, the best legal office in Victoria, second to none, 8317-1070, 8317-1070, obviously, granted you're in Victoria when you're calling this, no, no uh, area code. Uh, the email is property at orangelegalgroup.com. Um, so they'll give you free contract reviews if you email them with a contract. Just make sure you let know, hey, man, came across you on the Distab podcast. Love your support for the number one podcast in the world. And I'm here to support you. Can you review this contract? If I buy the place, probably go with you as a conveyancer. Oh, I need a loan at the same time. You're going to get some guy called Branson to look after you on the loan. And then there's a, also a an accountant at the end of the year where you're going to do your PAYG, your quarterly accountant, and you pay your 75 grand because you're doing concrete driveways now and you get paid in cash. So <clears throat> Orange Legal Group, please go to their um, Melbourne office if you need in Essendon on Mount Alexander. Otherwise, get in touch with them, 8317-1070. I mentioned Vlad and continue supporting the supporters that support the podcast. Orange Legal Group, legends are all right. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed that. I'll uh, leave you with a little uh, uh, story slash anecdote um, that happened to me today. Uh, so my missus is uh, out trying to get insurance companies to come and <clears throat> sort out some of the mould issues that have happened in their house uh, over the course of the last six months of torrential downpour, uh, El Nino or whatever they call it. So it's just raining. I'm building an ark in my backyard to, you know, Noah's ark, Vlad's ark, to keep all the cats and dogs and my family members afloat whilst the floods of life come. But anyway, we've got a knock on the door this morning, a uh, pretty heavy knock, kind of a thump like that. It was like, you, oh, you, are you anyone home, eh? Is anyone home? And I was like in my bedroom folding some clothes or packing my bags or something. I was like, who's that, bro? Anyway, I got the front. I forgot totally that my missus said between 9 and 11, these guys are going to come over. And I opened the door. There's a couple of big islanders standing there. It's like one guy was like a six foot four Charles Barkley looking bloke. The other guy was like maybe six foot three, you know, equally as big, equally as thick. These guys were like a scotch filler on the sidewalk when you're talking, standing there, high vis. oh, what's up, bro? How are you? You're the owner of the house, bro. I was like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm the owner of the house. He goes, oh, sweet, uh, bro, just um, here with the Allianz and uh, the builders, eh? Uh, microfiber builders, bro. And I was like, all right, and that's a made-up name. So I go, all right, cool, bro. He goes, oh, we need to come in, check out the mold, eh? What's, what's the problem? I go, bro, my house is moldy, you know? There's mold everywhere. And he goes, oh, sweet, eh? What's that from the rain, bro? It's not good. I was like, yeah, bro. I'm sick. My kids are sick. We're going to need to leave the house. He goes, Moldy's not good, bro. You know, and I go, I know it's not good. 
He goes, oh, we're just going to have a look, eh? So he walks in. He's looking, goes, where is it? And I go, there's a little bit there in that corner. I've wiped it clean, but, you know, a little bit here and a little bit there. And he goes, we're going to do a little bit of an investigation station, eh? If you don't mind, then uh, we'll give you a call in about half an hour. I was like, no worries. So I'm doing whatever I do anyway. I walk out the front, and these guys are having a discussion in the front lawn. And I go to him, I walk out and I go, oi, uh, Tui, what's going on, bro? And he goes, oh, so, yeah, bro, you got some problems, eh? You know, it's um, you know, it's getting in there somehow from the roof and stuff, bro. And I was like, oh, sweet. I go, where's the accent from, bro? And he goes, what are you talking about? I go, the accent, you know? He goes, oh, I'm Maldi. And I go, so's my house, bro. So's my house, bro. Wasn't used to this 